This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Welcome to The Year Ahead, our Hit the Ground Running New Year podcast series where we chat to our friends in news about what they've got their eye on this year. In true Squiz form, we also get their reading, watching and listening recommendations. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Joining us is Gillian Bradford. She's an accomplished journalist, manager and all-round Canberra Press Gallery legend. She's lived through some stuff, history-changing events, hard decisions to make about difficult stories and managing a team of 50-ish journos and more. She's also been helping us out on Squeeze Shortcuts this year. So in short, she's the right person to talk news. Gillian, thank you for joining us. Well, it's my absolute pleasure. Ironically, we've been starting each episode of the year ahead, Gillian, by looking back. <laughs> but hey, it is what it is. We've asked you to name the news event from 2022 that will stick with you forever. You've chosen what has happened in Ukraine this year. We actually chatted with Zara and Sam from the Daily Oz in yesterday's episode. It's no surprise they said the same. I'm interested, though, Gillian, in your specific observations about Ukraine's leader, Vladimir Zelensky. Well, there's a reason uh, he was Time's Person of the Year. I mean, rarely has a single human been able to unite the world around a single cause. Mm. I think I read something in the New York Times that Volodymyr Zelensky didn't just save Ukraine from a terrible fate. He made Joe Biden a better president. He made NATO a better alliance. He's made Germany a better country. You know, he's united the world around this cause. And even when he's been doing this international statesmanship, he's been addressing parliaments around the world, it's not been enough for him to sort of take the accolades of the world. He's actually gone to the world and said, I don't want all your good wishes. I want your money and your guns mm. because we're fighting for our lives here. So I mm. think when we look to what Zelensky's done in Ukraine, that he has fought, that he said, this is our land, this is our people, we kind of look inwards at ourselves and say, would we do this for our country? Um, would our leader do this for our country? So I think I've just found him to be an extraordinary character. And that amazing sort of combination of pop culture icon as well. He really has sort of taken the reins and really become someone that probably everyone can name these days. I mean, people thought he was crazy mm. when he didn't immediately go into exile. And yet we saw him in those initial days of the war, standing there right in the centre of Ukraine, saying to Russia, come mm. get me. I'm yeah. not going anywhere. Gillian, let's Let's move on to this year. Uh, we asked you to think about what's going to be a big news story of 2023. Uh, what's something that's been bubbling away? It's going to make a big splash this year. You've chosen the NDIS. Yeah, and coverage for the last couple of years when you think about the NDIS, and if you're just average Joe listening to the news, mm. what would you think about the NDIS? You'd think it's all about cost blowouts. Next year, I think we're going to start getting a real change in the narrative around the NDIS because the government's commissioned an independent review. Um, it's going to look to the top, to the toe of the scheme. It's basically admitting that public confidence um, has been damaged. There are too many stories of fraud, uh, too many stories of people being let down by the scheme that's overly mm. bureaucratic. Um, and too many stories of people being on the scheme who shouldn't. Um, and we know we're going to have to change the narrative of this because without public confidence, mm. uh, we're not going to end up paying for this every year for the rest of our lives. And that's what this scheme was meant to be, a safety net for 
um, some of our most um, severely disabled mm. people. And without that public confidence, you know, the NDIS will really be undermined. Gillian, you talk about this with a lot of passion and a lot of knowledge, and that's because you have a personal stake, I guess, in the National Disability Insurance Scheme being the best it can be. Yeah, so my son Lockie's been on the scheme since it was a pilot scheme back in 2013, and um, Lockie's got some pretty severe challenges after having a brain operation as a one-year-old. And a scheme like the NDIS, you can imagine for me, filled me with hope, the idea that this would look after you know, Lockie for the rest of his days, you know, when I'm gone from this earth, it could help make him the best version of himself by giving him all the supports he needs. But, you know, even I've found, you know, when I, there's been years of the scheme where I've had to take a week off work Mm. to just deal with the paperwork before his plan comes up for its annual Mm. review. And you think about that repeated for every person on the scheme and it's just... Are you you still hopeful, Gillian? Are you you hopeful for 2023? Absolutely. And that, that is the thing that I am hopeful of. You know, when Kurt Fernley was installed as chair, um, I thought, you know what, this is the change we need. And I think he's made such a positive start because he can see the problems, but he wants to restore confidence in the scheme. And I think someone like Kurt can really unite Australians behind this. Um, So I'm really, really hopeful that this gets back on track. Absolutely. And can I make a recommendation, Kurt Fernley, that one plus one that he does on ABC... Gillian, I'm sure you're a fan, those interviews. <laughs> I love those. Aren't they fantastic? He's a champion. Every he time great I hear guy. Kurt speak, yeah. I um I do want to reach out and give him a great hug because I just think, wow, thank yeah. you for giving up your time and doing this. And I think good on you. Good on you, mate, and thank you. Look, let's get on to your recommendations and we're about to be completely spoiled because you've got a podcast, a TV series, a cooking recommendation. Let's do it. Gillian, I didn't get into this podcast, but I'm convinced I'm going to have to after yeah. you've recommended it. The Melissa Caddick story. It's really been such an intriguing true crime stories of this year, but probably actually of the last decade or so. Oh, absolutely. Look, I had a WhatsApp group with a couple of journo mates on this. Um, the Sabra Lane won't mind me dobbing her in because she was on it. And I remember her texting me uh, this group the day that the foot washed up um, down the south coast of New South Wales. Amazing. And there was a lot of back and forth on that. It's extraordinary. So the podcast that you're recommending, it's called Liar Liar, Melissa Caddick and the Missing Millions. It's from The Age and the Sydney Morning Herald. So legendary journo Kate McClymont. I mean, she is an absolute... Absolute mm. legend. Um, and she does this podcast with 60 Minutes journo Tom Steinford. And it's a back and forth of them chatting. And mm. they're really cheeky. Kate is a super cheeky woman. Um, <laughs> but the way they tell this, it is just like an absolute ripping yarn. They've yeah. done a cracking job on it. And the thing I'd say about this, even if you think you know everything about the Melissa Caddick story, um, Kate McClymont will tell you things that you don't mm. know, down to all the details of the jewels and the fashion and the like that were sort of obviously oh, yeah. in her possession and her wardrobe uh, on the day of the famous ASIC raid. So it is a rollicking uh, It's ongoing. Listen. This is the thing. Like it's worth getting across because it's it's certainly not over. Keeping the crime theme going with your watching recommendation, Gillian? <gasps> yes. So <laughs> SBS On Demand. I gave up a lot of my paid subscriptions for about six months and so I was binging everything on SBS. Yeah. Um, This is a great one. It's called Don't Leave Me. Um, 
It's Italian, but loses nothing in the subtitling, so don't okay. be put off by that. It's easy to be put off by that, but, you know, stick with it. I love subtitles. Stick with it, absolutely. <laughs> um, and, and it stars Venice. Um, mm. The scenery is absolutely to die for. And the plot line's basically Eleanor, a high-ranking detective, uh, comes back to her home city, which is Venice, and she links up with her old teenage sweetheart who's also a cop um, and they help to solve a case involving missing children but it's great writing and stunning cinematography I've had so much recommended on SBS on demand lately it's certainly mm. I've got to, I've got to dive into it Claire you're excited about Gillian's final recommendation obviously it's a cooking one I just wrote back when you sent this to us Gillian <laughs> with yum <laughs> it's good you've got to get into tomatoes and bread like, oh yeah it's tomatoes and bread yeah. combo take it away Gillian go look it is coming into tomato season and I actually have a veggie garden and a lot of people wonder what mm. the hell do I do with all my tomatoes in veggie season and I'm also not someone who's ever going to bottle sauce so um, <laughs> this recipe is a great one for using up your tomatoes uh, and I call it a dinner salad because it's enough for dinner <laughs> it's a bread and tomato salad with pecorino and white anchovies oh yeah um Now, if you're put off by two of those and you say, oh, pecorino, look, a really good parmesan is fine. Don't don't be frightened by that. And if you really don't like white anchovies, A, I say give them a go. They're very different from your normal brown, stinky anchovy that you buy Mm. off the supermarket shelves. They're a bit milder, Um, aren't they? They're definitely milder. Um, And you can break them up into little bits so you don't, if you don't like the kind of slimy, hairy texture. But it uses up your old sourdough bread soaks up all the juices of the tomato, a uh, bit of red wine vinegar, bit of vinicotto, which I shouted myself a Maggie beer one just oh, to be fancy. fancy. Very fancy. Are you inviting us over to have this? <laughs> Look, I wouldn't. You can't I tease us like that and not this. do it. <laughs> I would actually serve this to people. Yeah. But the Maggie beer thing, let me say, it's it, you can make 50 salads out of it. So yeah. even though, oh, this is a bit pricey, uh, it'll get you 50 salads. Um, so, yeah, dinner salad, um, and I reckon I have made this, I'm not joking, 25 times absolutely absolutely love it Gillian you have wet our appetite it's been so good working with you in 2022 we look forward to working with you so much more in 23 Uh, have a great break back at you ladies back at you I'm loving the Saturday squiz by the way get across that everyone that's a great recommendation we're (laughs) we're on board for that one thank you Gillian thanks for joining us tomorrow it's our mates from equity mates media in their words equity mates was created to break the world of investing we talked to them about business and investing news across the last year and into 2023 and then our final episode episode four will be turning the microphone on Claire Kimball and Siobhan Moran McFarlane from the squiz as well not yeah I might have a few recommendations (laughs) thrown in there myself thanks for listening to this episode of the year ahead we'll be back tomorrow